Hey, this is Tommy Breedlove, the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Legendary. I just had the honor of hanging and throwing down with the real Jason Duncan on the Root of All Success podcast. Let me tell you, it was world-class and elite on every level. We talked about the four pillars of how to be more successful in your business and life. And those four pillars are, you have to know the arena you play in. You have to know your blind spots. You've got to know the mask that you wear. And just as important and more importantly, you've got to know your unknown potential. So come join Jason and I on the Root of All Success podcast. Let's throw down, let's be elite, and let's be, at the end of the day, legendary together. Welcome to the Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. A podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to another edition of The Root of All Success. I am your host, The Real Jason Duncan. You can call me JD. I'm glad that you're here with me today because I have on the show a legendary guest, and you'll know why I'm calling that here in just a minute, but I've got Tommy Breedlove on the show today. Tommy's coming to us from Georgia, the great state of Georgia. I'm here in Tennessee, so we're state neighbors we're we're not too far from each other we've not met in person though we gotta we gotta make that happen we were just talking pre-show about him coming up to nashville and gar- grabbing a cigar or a bourbon with me sometime so we're gonna make that happen at some point but he is the best-selling uh he is the author of the best-selling book legendary it's bestseller uh, made the bestseller list both on wall street journal and usa today he is a public speaker he runs communities and retreats and events for high achieving entrepreneurs which we're going to talk a little bit about that but that's not how he got his start he got his start in the corporate world he was working for one of the world's largest financial consulting firms and made it up to a partner and international practice leader and he was at the height of his career and he had a transformative moment that prompted him to leave behind the corporate life and to begin uh serving clients, entrepreneurs, et cetera, just like you and me, and how to live with meaning and balance. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit with him. And he also talks on stages all over the world about people, uh, how to stop living their stories and start living their lives, which I think is an interesting turn of a phrase that I want to dive into with Tommy today. But um, he loves hiking. He loves going out and hanging out with his wife and his two dogs. And uh, we're glad to have Tommy on the show today, the legendary, the one and only Tommy Breedlove. Welcome to the show, man. JD, brother, it's been a great conversation thus far. We're going to make that cigar and bourbon happen in the next month, man. And I am so psyched to be here. Thank you, my friend. It's going to be awesome. Well, you were so kind after our first introduction. I don't even remember how we got introduced. We had a we had a brief Zoom call. It's been months ago now, and you sent me a copy of your book, and uh, and now here we are on the show. And and uh, so I'm really excited to talk to you today to really get into this. 
So you are at the top of your game in the corporate world. You you lived and breathed. You you called it the New York Yankees of the of the business world. You were amongst the best of the best, building great businesses on the corporate side. But then something happened, and you said, mm, "Can't do this anymore." So before we get to the something that happened, I want to leave that as a teaser for just a minute. How did you get into this uh, this financial consulting firm and really build a life in that and in, in life version number one for Tommy? So life version number one, man, is uh, 18 years old. Real quick. I, nobody in my family. I grew up humble beginnings, south side of Atlanta. Dad was a mechanic, military guy, mom, part-time jobs. Uh, scheduled to be the first person in my family to go to college. Had full rides to five universities and uh, committed a crime. And was looking at seven years in prison. Uh, luckily, uh, literally seven years in prison. Luckily, it was dropped down to two misdemeanors. Um, but I met an African-American gentleman in uh, in, a, in, in the institution, we'll call it an institution, who said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. So with his accountability, his love, I've dusted myself off, went to community college at night, worked in a factory during the day, um, and then eventually ended up at the University of Georgia. I know you're in Tennessee, but go dogs. Um, <laughs> but I just worked my butt off not to be back in that neighborhood, not to be back in that institution, ended up graduating in the top of my class was recruited by Deloitte and in the financial consulting, public accounting, mergers and acquisitions world, that is one of the top four. Um, and so it was really an honor to literally go from a jail cell to Deloitte in four years. It was one of, it's probably one of my biggest accomplishments and something I'm very proud of. And I'm, I'm I, <laughs> I used to live with arrogance. So now I do my best to live with humility as best I can. So that was a real big honor for me to, to dust myself off and move out of there. All right. So you, so you did something dumb. Uh, overcame dumb. the dumb thing <laughs> and uh, ended up at the ended up at the top echelon of of the corporate world. If you're going to be in the corporate world, if you're going to do something big, you were with one of the big dogs. So now you're you're living your best life in the corporate world, probably making a killing financially, and you know life's good. You're doing great things, but you you decided nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. So what happened? What was that something that transformed you? So fast forward 15 years, man, I uh, had moved out of Deloitte, I've been recruited at multiple different firms. And here I am in the cor corporate office, got the nice watch, the fancy suit, the pretty girl in my arm. And you said, hey, man, this guy's got it all going on. Um, but I never dealt with any of my demons, any of my insecurities and any of my past. So when the money, the success, the fame, the power, and I think all those are important. If you if you live a life of significance, they're important. But if you're an angry man like me, who felt alone and never felt like he could be me when that didn't fill me up, man, I turned to all the darkness. We've all mostly seen the movie Wolf of wall street, brother. I'm not kidding you when I say I lived it and I found myself in a ditch in downtown Atlanta, looking at the blue sky, thinking, man, this is thought I was, you know, on one way road to death and losing everything. And I was like, man, I've got to do something about that. So I picked myself up and we can go into details later, dusted myself off, but then started making me my full-time job. Why did I feel so alone? Why did I feel so angry? Why did I feel so insecure? And on the outside, you said, hey, this dude's got it going on. But on the inside, I was just lost. And so with a lot of great coaching, with a lot of great therapy, I made me my full-time job, my heart, mind, soul. And I never planned on leaving the financial world. But fast forward three years, like when I made that big change and made me my priority, it's uh, it, the most amazing things. My income doubled. I shot up through the firm. I became a shareholder, board member. Hell, I'm 39 years old. Most of the people are in their 60s. And that's when my community of entrepreneurs, of executives, of 
private equity, you name it, started reaching out to me and saying, hey, man, how did you do it? How did you transform your life? You still got your success, but how are you now happy and peaceful? And that's when I just started, for lack of a better word, holding space for them and sharing them what I did and how I did it. And over time, that community, my inner circle, my outer circle, my family, my friends, all, all talked me into writing a book, took a lot of courage. I resigned my equity, I sold part of my, the part of the business I owned, walked away and chased this dream. And eventually legendary came out and now the legendary life movement exists. So that's the story of how it all happened, but it took three or four years, a whole lot of coaching, a whole lot of support to walk away from an incredible amount of money, my equity in the firm, et cetera. So how long ago did this transformation occur for you? So that was at 36 years old. I, 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 I'm 49 now. I'm looking at 50 in the face. So I was 36 years old. So between 36, I actually resigned my, sold my equity in the firm and walked away at 40. So that all of that was a four-year time period of working on my heart, mind, my soul, my body, just to f- figure out who I am. And that's when all the tangible and intangible benefits in my life from money to success to all the good stuff happened. Uh, but at 40 years old, I walked away. So I've been chasing this entrepreneurial dream now for nine years. So what's the difference between life version number one and life version number two? Which What's the biggest difference? I think life, I think I'm in life version number three. I think life version number one was just total chaos and abuse and violence of my childhood. Life number two was big public accounting, mergers and acquisitions, financial consulting. I loved it. It taught me everything I know about business. I would never replace any of those experiences. I think now I feel a sense of peace. I feel a sense of fulfillment. I feel like I'm making a difference in the world. It wasn't, it's not just about the money and I'm a money is important guy. I think the biggest difference now is I feel like I'm, I'm working toward helping others achieve their dreams. And it absolutely lights me up, man. I'm, I'm like you, Jason is like, I get my thrills from watching other people succeed. I get my thrills from watching them be successful in their leadership, their business, their money, their life, and their relationships. And I think the biggest difference is waking up every morning. When I was in the financial world, I felt so much stress. I felt like I was going to have a heart attack every day. It's just, it was just insanely, it wasn't for me. It wasn't my purpose in life. It wasn't my passion, but damn, the money was so good. It was hard to walk away. But now when I wake up, I'm no longer motivated by money. That's a convenient thing to say. And we can go on that if we want to. I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by watching others achieve their dreams, which then gives me a sense of fulfillment, significance, and all the good stuff. So being motivated um, is an interesting thing. And I'd like to camp out here for just a minute because we talk about, you hear talk people talk about being motivated or have a motivational speaker come in and talk to them, get them motivated. But the reality is we can't be motivated externally. We have, we're only motivated internally. What, what goes on inside? Now we're in charge of that. We're in charge of how that does. So you, you admit that money was a big motivator for a long time and now you're motivated by a different thing. So what, what was it about money that motivated you back then that doesn't motivate you now? I didn't know any better is the truth. I thought that a big house, a fancy car, a nice watch, being able to experience life to the fully, which I all think is important. I like all of those things, but the, the truth is wherever you are there, you, you know, wherever you go, there you are. So if you're angry, worried, gossipy, judgmental, fearful, um, all the things that I was, money's just going to magnify that. 
and it, there's not going to make you happy. It's going to flee. It helps you experience life more. It helps you gain status. And let's just be clear. Most people in the high achieving space crave power, status, and respect. Um, and so that's what I thought would make me happy. And I never could figure out why I felt alone. I never could figure out why I was rageful. I never could figure out why I never could be me. I was the important guy, tough guy, life of the party guy, and nothing, none of that was fulfilling me. And so when I read this, what, what really helped me motivate me and find me was all the great coaches who helped me to know that, Hey, you are enough. Hey, you are, you are lovable. Hey, you are worthy of all the success you have. So when I started leading, loving and respecting myself first, which I think is critical to success and critical to happiness and fulfillment and critical to good relationships with friends and family, the difference in the motivation, and I agree, you can't motivate anybody. I can't motivate anybody to do anything unless they're motivated to do it themselves. I can lead, I can inspire, I can show them the tools. But when I learned how to really respect and lead and love myself is when I was able to just really, I am in a money is important. I think people need to experience life, but I think I don't want them to experience life fully and be angry and unfulfilled and have poor relationships and bad friendships. I want them to have the money and the life as well. And when I started really leading, loving and respecting myself is really when I found my purpose. It's really when I found my passion. And it's really when I wanted to serve others as opposed to just making money in a transactional world. So what do you believe is motivating you now? What is that one thing or two things that motivate you to do what you do today? Building businesses. I absolutely love it. We own a boutique hotel in the beautiful North Shore Appalachian Mountains. I think it's building the businesses um, and our, our, the legendary life movement, which is business number one, which is a community retreats experiences for high achieving entrepreneurs or expiring entrepreneurs and executives. And then we've got the Mountaintop Lodge, which is a boutique hotel. I think building those businesses, the challenges of getting up every day, watching them grow up, watching them nurture, watching them fail, watching them succeed. I think that really lights me up. I think it's the game of business. I just truly enjoy it. I think number two is we're a small company. We have 13. I, I think we're up to 15 people now. I think we just hired three people. Um, we're up to 15 people total. So we're a small company. But watching them succeed and watching them grow and watching them really dive in, the purpose of the Mountaintop Lodge is that we want to build a place that people don't want to go home. And number two, where it feels like home to them, and number two, the legendary life movement is we want people to not only be elite in their business success and money, but in their lives and their relationships and helping them build a community to do business and life together. And watching our people walk through the walls, and I'm no spring chicken, I think I've got a runway of about 10 years. And I literally believe there's three people on my team right now that I have hired to replace me that will be better than me. That's what motivates me now. Uh, I think that's a good motivation developing. We're all in the people development business when, if we're, we're going to be leaders, that's you right. said uh, in your, in your bio, and I mentioned this at the outset is that one of the things that you're trying to do is help people live a life filled with meaning and balance. Um, why did you choose those words? Why meaning and why balance? So I'm not sure how balance got in the bio because I think it's absolute BS. Um, I think it's BS for every human being on earth. I think it's something we strive for. I think it's about prioritization and reprioritization. Um, if, if your spouse is sick or your kid is sick or you are sick, that's going to be your priority. If you're in business building mode and you're in a spring where you're not having to worry about putting a roof over your head and worry about paying the bills, or well, I worry about paying the bills. Hell, it, it, the bigger we grow, the bigger the bills get. Um, but balance is about prioritization and reprioritization. Make the main thing the main thing. 
make the item in your life that you need the most? Is it business success? Is it money? Is it a relationship? Is it self-love? Is it really you need to concentrate on you to be comfortable and clear with who you are, where you're going and who's coming with you? So that's the balance I talk about. There is no such thing as work-life balance, especially in the entrepreneurial and executive world or the people who are aspiring to be high achievers, who, who are high achievers who haven't got there yet. There is no balance. It's just priorities, time management, and learning how to say no. So that's what, I'm not sure how that stuck in there. So it, there's my answer to balance. For meaning, if we get to the end of the life and we don't have a heart full of gratitude and no regrets, not, I'm not talking about the failures and mess up and integrity breaches. I've had plenty. But I'm talking about living a life of meaning, getting up every day and knowing that you're following your passion, that you're following your purpose, that you're making a difference, not only in your life, hopefully one other person's life, hopefully in your community or your business or whatever, what, whoever you serve. I mean, there's nothing worse. And I've read this so many times. I did not come up with this. I can't imagine coming to the end of our lives and our lives are brutally short. I get reminded of that every day. And I, I've heard the definition of hell is the person you are meeting the person that you could have been. And that man, that has just resounded with me. And so we need meaning, we need fulfillment. And I, I believe this with all my heart and soul, JD, is we were put on this earth to love, to receive love, to live with purpose, to find our purpose, to serve others, and to constantly grow till our last breath. If we do that, if we don't numb out on social media, in TV, in video games, in nonsense, and we actually lean in and grow and serve and have fun along the way and, and be around other people. I think that's the magic to life. And I think that's what gives us meaning, significance and purpose. You said, passionate you, about you, stuff, as you can tell. <laughs> well, I love it. I love the passion. You bring it, man. Bring it. Well, what, um, one of the things that you said too, that are, that I was, I, I found interesting in your, in your bio was that part of what you do when you go do public speaking, which you do quite a bit of, yeah. is that you give audiences permission to stop living their stories and start living their lives. I don't yeah. really think I know what that means. So would you please help me understand that? Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub 
is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try dub. Plus you're going to get 50% off your first two months of dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Yeah. I think so many of us are a combination. I think all of us, including myself, I think we're a combination of where we've grown up, how we were raised, the tragedies, traumas, and triumphs of our lives, what we read, who we hang out with, and we build this story of ourselves that isn't real. Now, it feels very real. I grew up around a significant amount of violence and a significant amount of abuse, both inside and out of the home. I was told at a very young age from a lot of people that I was worthy and a piece of garbage. And I started believing it. And I carried that FU backpack with me the rest of my life. So I was this rageful, angry, insecure, thought he was an unlovable man. And when I share the details of that story in an authentic, vulnerable way of what it was and what it looks like now, I think all of us have a story in our head that's just not true. And it's filled with shame. It's filled with not good enough. It's filled with insecurity. We think we're alone. We think they're the only one who feels this. We think we can't ask for help, so that shows weakness. All the nonsense that this world has given to us, consciously and unconsciously. And so we get this shame story in our head, and then we're afraid to be authentic. We're afraid to be who we are. We're, we, we're just afraid. We don't ask the girl out. We don't drop that job. We, we just don't, we don't, we don't, we don't because of this damn story we have in our head. And if you really lean in with basic tools, with good coaching, and really start leading yourself, really start respecting yourself and growing your heart muscle and your mind muscle and your soul muscle, and those are muscles. If you don't work out on them, they will atrophy. And once you start working on those, what you realize is that story that you've been telling in your head. And I've called, I've got two things I call it. One is the Tommy go round. That's when the monkey brain is in charge. And the second is that dude who hates me. It's my alter ego, Ike, who just wants to burn down Rome. And once you build these muscles each and every day with simple steps, your heart, mind, your soul, and you build those muscles, you realize that story you've been telling yourself is nonsense. It was given to you. It's full of fear. It's full of shame. It's full of scarcity. And then you begin to rewrite that story. You begin to believe in yourself. You begin to have confidence and courage and clarity and peace of mind and freedom. And once you have that and start rewriting your story, you realize that thing you've been telling yourself, A, is not real. B, it felt real. And C, hey, I can live my life a little differently. And I think that's what we do on these podcasts. I think that's what we do in our masterminds and communities and our retreats and our experience. I think it's what we do on stage is giving people to, hey, they're not alone. Hey, there are simple tools that you can do. Hey, I'm one of you just like you. And hey, let's go do something about it if you're motivated to do something about it. What I can't stand, brother, is it takes huge things in people's lives for them to start making small changes. My hope is whether you want to chase success or business or leadership or money and hopefully happiness, fulfillment, and peace, that we got to go get those things. We don't, no one owes us anything. We don't deserve anything. They're not going to give it to us. We got to go take it. But I want people to have permission to change their story and to go get it. So, 
I think this is this is an interesting perspective, and I want to I want to camp out on this for a minute because the idea of not living your story, start living your life, which I think is a really clever title for this podcast. I I, I think. I think people can be confused by that because you said, I think you, I think it was, you said, you know, your wife or somebody said, you got to start telling your story. And, and I think a lot of people were encouraging people tell your story, tell your story. But what I think you're saying though, is not to not tell your story, but make sure you're telling the right one. Don't tell yeah. the one that people have told you is true about you. Um, I, I had another person on the show a year or so ago. We talked about bad money stories where we grow up being taught things about money that aren't true. And that money story in our brain affects the way we handle finances in a pretty negative way throughout the rest of our adult lives. So what I'm hearing you, Tommy, say is that when you say stop living your story, it's stop living the fictional version of the story that's not true. You got to start living the nonfiction version. Is that is this in essence what you're saying? It is. But the problem is the story feels real. The story we're telling ourselves yeah. that was given to us from society, from teachers, from parents, it feels real and it's filled with scarcity, fear, and lack. And I can't tell you how many people, they think it's money's out there for them or I'm not good enough. They won't admit that out loud, but it is, it's really, if I had to really sum it up, man, it's rewiring. It's a really rewiring of your brain and your operating system. It's a rewiring that, hey, Maybe I am good enough to go make a lot of money. Maybe I am a leader. Not maybe I am. I am good enough to have, have money. I am a good leader. It's a rewiring of our subconscious, of our hearts and our minds to from what was told to us that, hey, I'm not good enough. I'll never be successful. Whatever it is that we believe or I'll ne that that's out there for them and I'll never have that. When we rewire ourselves and start building these new muscles, our hearts, minds, souls, then the story becomes more clear. Then we're writing the story and someone else is not writing it for us. But those thoughts and feelings we have in our head, those thoughts and feelings we have in our heart, and it doesn't matter if you've got a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money, we all have a story we're telling ourselves and most of the time it's not true. The key to leadership and the key to life is awareness. <clears throat> knowing yourself, really knowing all yourselves, your blind spots, your unknown potential, and the mask that you wear in the arena that you play in. If you know those four things, you become super aware. That's what we do for entrepreneurs, high achievers, and executives in our retreats is get them clear on who they are, where they are, and who's going for them. Their unknown potential, their blind spots, and their mask. And we rewire that so that they can be better leaders and more successful in life. List those four things again. I'm going to write these down. I think everybody, I think you said it, but I want to slow it down. What are those four things they need to know? There's the arena that they play in. Jason, that's what you see and what I see. We are on this podcast right now. We are recording. We're hopefully giving someone some inspiration to go make a change in their life. That's the arena we plan. Every day I get up and I'm in the legendary life movement business or I'm at the mountaintop lodge. I'm here in beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. That's the arena. That's the arena we plan. That's what we know. Number two is our blind spots. That's what others see in us that we don't see. That's our weaknesses. That's our insecurities. That's our fears. That's, 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 you see it and I don't. Number two is the blind spots. Number three is our unknown potential. And so that's who we could become. That's who we could be. That's who, if we do some basic things every single day, that we can become the person that we've always dreamed and have the things we've always dreamed of having. And finally, it's the mask being authentically you. 
We don't have to be the tough guy, important guy. What turns me off more, and let me tell you, let me give you a little state secret that wealthy people don't talk about money. They talk about impact and they're interested in you and what your dreams are and what their dreams are. And what's a big turnoff for me is these, these high, especially the men that I deal with. Oh, he did 5 billion in transactions and people, people are wealthy. Don't talk like that, man. So, so you sound poor when you do that. I know you're trying to be braggadocious and Instagram fabulous and LinkedIn successful, but no one gives a damn. So take off the mask, important guy, status guy, powerful guy, life of the card guy, money guy. So those are the four things. It's the arena you play in, the mask that you wear, that we want to put it off because we care about who you are. Authentically, you we are craving authentic connection like never before. I want to know your unknown potential, what you could be and what you're willing to go get. And then at the end of the day, so we've got the arena we play in, we've got our mask, we've got our unknown potential, and then we've got our blind spots. We want people to overcome their blind spots and become aware so that they can be world-class and badass in everything that they do. So these are really good. And I, it, would, it strikes me as I look at these, as I wrote them down, the arena they play in, the blind spots, the unknown potential, and the mask that we wear, it requires outside perspective in order to understand all four of these things, Always. don't you think? Absolutely, man. You're in the mastermind business. So I'm in the community building, mastermind, retreat, experiences, and big events business. I'm in, I'm in the lifestyle business. I want to, we want you to do business and life with us. If you like doing cool things with cool people, with people of core values who are high achieving and go do fun stuff together and build businesses together, we're the community for you. But let me be clear. I'm a facilitator and a community builder, but I currently working with three different coaches currently working. I'm always leveling up. Always, where are my blind spots? Am I drinking my own Kool-Aid? One of them's Darren Hardy. The other one's Brad Whitehead. And I'm currently working with a mastermind called The Six. That's a local group here in Atlanta. And I want them to call me. I want them to kick me in the face when I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid. I want them to help me with my blind spots. Hey, am I being true to myself and authentic? And what's my unknown potential here? And I want, hey, I have this idea. Don't tell me what you like about the idea. Tell me what's wrong about the idea. So, I think that uh, in, you're you're the same way, brother. I mean, you're in the business, but you're always seeking to grow. You're always seeking to learn. You're always asking. We talked about off air that you were seeking wisdom from one of the people that are dear to us that we're about to lose in our life. And he just threw down with you, man. So we got to take up. We What I can't stand about high achieving entrepreneur men and women is they won't ask for help. They think they're alone and they think if I just work harder, we'll get it done. And that's all nonsense. Yeah. Well, so I'll get off my soapbox now, brother. <laughs> no, this is good because people need who are listening to this show, they're obviously looking for outside perspective. They wouldn't be listening to podcasts like this. So I'd say take it another step. This is how you this is how you know that you're going to achieve great things in life is if you are looking to get outside perspective through coaches, masterminds, group, you know, conferences, whatever, go to events, go do things that'll help get you that perspective. I believe that a coach and a mastermind are probably two of the biggest keys to helping you unlock whatever greatness that you have lying within you, This, which is that unknown potential that you mentioned. And Changed I know that that's life. something. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it's a big thing. So you, you have been very successful in the corporate world and now in doing what you're doing now with entrepreneurs and building communities. What would you say is your one key that helped you unlock success in both of those arenas? Um, I do want to say something and then I'll answer your question directly. I want everyone to hear this. If you had the answer in your success, your money, your leadership, your business, and or your life or relationships, you would have already done it. 
And no, none of us have all the answers. And there is no guru. There is no sage on the stage. There is no magic pill. There is no quick fix. And you can't work harder to go get it. So I just want to say that. So what coaches and masterminds do for me is to help me grow, see my blind spots, be authentic, but also untap my unknown potentials. Because I want to say it again. If you had all the answers, you would have already done it. The number one key that has changed my life, literally bar none over everything else, is prioritizing myself first. Every day I get up, I work on my heart, body, mind, and soul to love myself more, to lead myself more, to respect myself more, but also learn and grow in business and spirituality and all the good things. I want to be the best version of myself every day. When I, every single day, ask my team, audit me on this, call them, email them, text them. They, we do it together as a team. Is, is to work on an abundant mindset. It's to work on loving myself. It's to work on respecting myself. It's working on my body. It's working on my mindset. I want to be proactive and not reactive. I do not want the Tommy go around to be in charge. And I want to really lead with humility, myself first, so that I can lead others. It's the number one thing that I've, it's changed my life from money to success, to peace, to freedom, to happiness. It's the number one key that has changed my life because it's not, and, and honestly, and I hope people, you know, it's crazy when things go wrong. That's when they start doing that stuff. But man, we need to do it when things are right. When we're in a spring and summer, when it's not winter and fall, we need to be doing it when things are good. It's like fixing a house when it's uh, fixing a roof when it's raining. That's too late, man. Cause it's not if life happens. It's not if business problems happen. It's not if illness happens. It's when. And I want people to be standing there as strong and as powerful inside and outside as they can so that they can walk to and through the fire and not crumble from it. And you and I talked offline, man. You've had a brutal 2023. And here you are standing with power, grace, dignity, and respect because you've done the work, brother. And that is a testament to who you are as a man and who you are as a leader. Well, I appreciate that, man. That that means a lot. How do you, how do you Tommy Breedlove, define success? Freedom, man. Freedom. Absolutely. It's how I define success. When I don't, I got to be honest, and I, I haven't been like this for long, but I've been like this for about the fa past five years. I could lose everything and be okay. We just rebuild it again because I love the building and I love the people aspect of it. And I love just getting, putting your best effort out there every day. But to me, it's a sense of freedom. It's, it's doing what I want, when I want, with who I want it and how often I want to do it. And I have that in my life right now. And honestly, success to me, there's a freedom in not letting people who don't matter matter. I, I got I, I love everyone, but I don't like everybody. Um, I, I, I love you, but you got to earn my like. Um, you got to earn my respect and you got to earn my trust. Trust, but verify. Me, I don't, I don't let people who don't matter matter. I don't really give a damn what people think about me and what I'm doing. Only those who have earned it earn my trust, earn my respect and who I like to be around. I love everybody, man. I'm the golden rule. Do unto others. I lead with kindness and I lead with love. But love is no, love is boundaries and you got to earn my like. So I think there's a freedom in letting, not letting people don't matter and freedom to be able to do what you want to do with who you want to do it and how often you want to do it. That to me, my friend, is success. Not tied to some outside thing. I'm not chasing anything anymore. I'm not running from anything anymore. That is freedom. Love it. So by that definition, do you consider yourself successful? Yep. Right now, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's like happiness. It could be fleeting. You know, tomorrow something could happen big in my community and we lose our hotel. We lose this business. But you know what? We'll be standing there. As long as I have a roof over my head, someone who loves me and I can eat, we're going to be okay, man. That's better than 75% of the world, you know, and we're still in the greatest country in the world, no matter what the media is telling you. I've traveled the world, but right now I feel a sense of peace and success. Like there's no, that doesn't mean I'm not pushing. There's no contentment here. That doesn't mean I'm not motivated and ambitious and work my ass off because I love doing that. That's what I enjoy doing. And sometimes I feel pressure and I'm not, I'm going to be very real. Two days a week, I wake up or I stare into the ceiling, man, do I have what it takes to do it? And that's the time I go round and Ike, but that's when I come back to my tools. That's when I come back to my gratitudes. That's where I lean into my coaches. That's where I lean into my masterminds. That's where I ask my mastermind for help. So I've built this entire outer circle and inner circle around me to also love me, hold me account, keep me real, et cetera. So yes, I feel like I am successful right now based on the definition I gave you, but Life is fleeting, man. And, and here's the, at the end of the day, brother, you know this. At the end of the day, we're all going to be warm food. So we got to lighten up a little bit and enjoy the ride. So I want to give you the opportunity to give some advice to the listeners. So the listeners are mostly entrepreneurs. They're building businesses. They're trying to make this work, trying to become successful. Besides prioritizing self first, which you already talked about, what is your one piece of advice for entrepreneurs to become successful? So know that you're not alone. Whatever you're facing, financial insecurity, worry, pressure, fear, that you're not alone. And if you had all the answers, you would already done it. Go find a tribe of wolves like you. Go, tribe of, go find a tribe of people with the same core values. Go find a tribe of other entrepreneurs and high achievers. Seek wisdom. So I would say find your tribe. Know that you're not alone. Ask for wisdom and help. Don't ever ask for advice. Advice is something you read in the book or something somebody told you. Wisdom is you have lived it and experienced it. Find people who have lived it and experienced it. The triumphs and the tragedies. So know you're not alone. You're not going to be able to outwork it. You're not going to be able, when I get here, I'll be happy. Or when I have this, I'll be, I'll do this. That's nonsense. You're not alone. Ask for wisdom and help and find a tribe of like-minded uh, like-minded wolves to do business in life with. If you do that, you will be happy, successful, never alone, and it, that whole community, it's rising tides, that whole community will lift you up, man. <clears throat> so that's what I would tell the entrepreneurs. Go look up Tommy Breedlove at livelegendary.today, livelegendary.today. That's his website. Or you can look him up on the socials at Tommy Breedlove or Legendary Life Movement. So, Tommy, I'm going to give you the last word today. So whatever you would like to say to leave the audience with, whether it's talking about your book, talk about events that you've got coming up, uh, any advice that you want to give that you get the last word, my man. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave with some advice, man. And so uh, what I'll say is the book Legendary, I'm super humbled. It became a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. If you're not a reader, let me read it to you. Get the audible version. Hell, I'll read it to you. It's a fun, actionable, short book. That is, you can actually apply it to your life. It, that, it's the book that I aspire to be. I'll never be the person in that book, but I work my butt off every day to be that. Number two, if you're looking to hang out with like-minded people, if you're looking to connect, if you're looking to grow, be a better leader, be more clear, be more courageous, and be world-class and badass, come hang with us. We've got two foundational retreats coming up. The women's is coming up in April 28th. The men's is May 5th. So April 28th, we've got our women's retreat. If you're a high achiever and you want clarity, come to our women's retreat in April. Or come to our men's retreat in May. 
And finally, uh, you see it over the top of my head for those of you who are watching the video. Uh, there's a couple of pieces of advice, uh, do or do not. There is no try. That's my great man, Yoda. That's over my right shoulder. Um, you either do it or you don't. When you try, you're lying to yourself and lying to others. So do or do not, there is no try. You either, you either take action, intentional action, or you don't. Remember, action without intention is you went a long way, but you went the wrong way. Intentional action is directional, vision, purposed action. And finally, and I'm just going to reiterate it because it's the most important thing is the thing that we high achievers, entrepreneurs and executives do. And most humans do is we put ourselves last. You are your number one asset. You must participate in your own rescue. You must be as strong and as clear and internally and externally as you can be. So you've got to participate in your own rescue. No one is going to come save you. There's no magic pill. There's no quick fix. You have to choose to participate in your own rescue. And I'll leave with that. Love it. Don't you love the energy that Tommy brought to the show today? It's very honoring to have someone like him be on the show to share his wisdom. So big thanks to Tommy and the whole Legendary Life Movement for being a part of the Root of All Success podcast today. And I want to kind of reiterate a couple of things Tommy said on the show today. Mainly these four things that you need to know if you're going to become the person you really want and need to become. And that number one is you've got to know the arena that you play in. You've got to be honest about where you're at in life. Number two, you got to know what your blind spots are. And guess what? You don't know what your blind spots are or you would have already seen them. They're, that's why they're called blind spots. You need outside perspective to do that. Maybe it's a coach, an advisor, a mentor, a mastermind. You need somebody to help you that. The third thing is you need to know your unknown potential. And again, it's unknown for a reason. You don't know what it is. It's going to take outside perspective. And then the fourth thing is the masks that you wear. Some of the masks that you wear, I'm pretty sure you know what they are. You 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 consciously put that on every day to put on the right face to go in front of the people that you're trying to deal with. But there are some masks that you wear that you're probably not aware of. The moral of all of this is you've got to stop living the story that you've been told and start living the true story that you are. Start living the life that you are. How do you do that? It's by getting in rooms with people that are that are playing at a higher level than you. It's, it's about not being the smartest person in the room. It's about getting to that next level. And how do you do that? Hiring coaches, hiring mentors, working with masterminds, going to these events like Tommy is hosting in April and May. These are things you've got to do. If you want to become successful, which is what this is all about, then you've got to figure out these things. You've got to know the arena you play in, the blind spots that you have, your unknown potential, and the mask that you wear. So again, big thanks to Tommy for being on the show. I'm looking forward to developing a long-term relationship with this guy. I've really enjoyed knowing him over this course of this show and the other conversations that we had. You need to go look him up at Tommy Bree Love anywhere on the socials. But again, big thanks to Tommy. And I want to encourage everybody here as a listener, go take action on this stuff. Don't just listen and move on to the next episode. Don't just binge it. Go take action on these things that you're learning about. Make sure you tune in again next week when I bring in yet another very successful entrepreneur and talk with him or her about their journey to success. Until then, as always, I am the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. 
cut your daily operations time in half, improve your quality of life, and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.